الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واتل عليهم نبأ إبراهيم إذ قال لأبيه وقومه ما تعبدون قالوا نعبد أصناما فنغل لها عاكفين صدق الله العظيم Mubarak month of Zulhijjah is with us. It's already on the eve. Perhaps tonight the moon might be sighted. And after Maghrib would be the first of Zulhijjah. So there are various virtues of this Mubarak month which we have heard on many occasions. And we would have repeated we heard it in madrasa as well among them is that the first 10 days of zulhijjah these are days which have very great virtue and in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that there is no action more beloved and no action that can equal the reward of an action performed in the first 10 days of Zulhijjah. So when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned this, the Sahabai Kiram were astounded and they knew that the greatest act is the act of jihad because this is the greatest amount of difficulty undertaken in it and one can even be ending up laying one's life down so they inquired even jihad in the path of allah taala so nabi sallallahu alaihi said that even jihad in the path of allah taala in other times cannot equal the reward of any good action in this time except that person who leaves with all his wealth and leaves with his life obviously and does not return with either meaning he doesn't come back alive he passes away he becomes a shaheed and he has spent all his wealth then that person he can equate otherwise it's not possible to equate so this is a very great time the virtues are tremendous allah taala is giving us these opportunities to come back to him to become conscious of what our direction is where are we headed to what is our purpose in life that is why we get these opportunities that we will now become more conscious we will make an extra effort and in that process we will reflect why are we here why are we making this extra effort what is our direction then comes the day of qurbani such great rewards such great benefits that have been mentioned in the hadith the person who sacrifices an animal before the blood of that animal falls on the ground allah taala forgives this person and all the other good all the benefits that come with it there is no action on the day of eid eid al adha which is more beloved to allah taala min ihraq al dam than causing the blood of the animals to flow slaughtering of animals for the sake of allah tabarak wa taala all this is teaching us something all this is taking us to some direction that our direction is that we need to sacrifice whatever comes between us and allah taala this is the lesson of all these 
occasions that we get, that there should be no obstacle that we allow to come between us and our Rabb. And all these barriers, all these things that become distractions, all these things that become obstacles, they must be broken down. Whether it's our nafs, our desires, whether it is something outside. And these lessons Hazrat Ibrahim والسلام, taught us. Allah Ta'ala brings these lessons as a reminder for us. And especially this entire time of Zulhijjah, the days of Hajj, the actions that are performed in the time of Hajj, and the Qurbani and the sacrifice, all this is filled with the reminders of the test that Ibrahim went through and how he passed. And we have discussed some of these things previously, but since this entire period of time, is filled with the reminders of this great personality. One aspect that the Quran Sharif discusses in many places about Ibrahim والسلام, we will discuss this briefly to get the lessons therefrom. Ibrahim والسلام, is among the Ulul Azmi Minar Rusul, among those Ambiya who have a superior rank and of the very higher rank and hierarchy of Anbiya Ali Musalaam. And we find in the Quran Sharif also, in twenty five surahs of the Quran Sharif, the mention of Ibrahim والسلام, is there. So he has a very special position and after all the greatest of all the Anbiya and Rasuls, our beloved Rasulullah sallam came in his progeny. So this too is an added uh, honor to him that the last and the final message of Allah Ta'ala and the greatest message of Allah Ta'ala also came in his progeny. So in any case, the lesson that we want to discuss today, Ibrahim was sent to a people who were steeped in idolatry, in worshipping idols. This was something that was a part and parcel of their lives and they were very, very engrossed in this to the extent that the father of Ibrahim والسلام, according to Quran Sharif, he too was in the same thing. So, Ibrahim والسلام, in various ways brought the reality of Tawheed, the oneness of Allah Taala, and moved these people away from this worshipping of the idols. So Allah Taala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ نَبَأَ إِبْرَاهِيمِ إِذْ قَالَ لِأَبِيهِ وَقَوْمِهِ مَا تَعْبُدُونَ That when, remember, uh, recite to them, to the people, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi is being told, about the happenings of Ibrahim والسلام, what was the incident regarding him, recite to them and tell them about it, that remember the time when he said to his father and his nation, his people, then what do you worship? Now this is a question he's posing to them because he wants to build this up to make it understandable to them that you think for yourself, where is this taking you? So he asked them, one is to just up front tell them something but by means of posing a question he's making them think that 
So they replied, That we are all the time with these idols, this is what we do, and we just stick to these idols. So Ibrahim then asked them another question, That when you call out to these idols, do these idols listen to you? Do they hear you? You pray to them, do they hear your call? Do they hear your prayers? Or is it that these idols give you some benefits, that you are in a problem, the idol comes and helps you out? You are in some difficulty, the idol comes and defends you? You have nothing to eat, the idol comes and feeds you maybe? Is this something that happens? Or do these idols come, can they give you any harm? Do they, if supposing you did something wrong, the idol takes out a whip and whoops you or something? Anything of this nature happens? So now obviously the idol is idol, idol is a stone or it is something lifeless besides a stone. What can the idol do? How can the idol ever benefit anybody or harm anybody? So they had no answer to this. How could they ever say that yes it does benefit or harm? They knew for themselves that this doesn't ha- benefit them, doesn't harm them. So what do they do now? They said no, no, we, well, our forefathers were doing the same thing. Our forefathers were doing it, we got to do it. So, now there was no logical answer to the question Ibrahim posed. So when there is no logical answer, when there is no answer to start off with, then the person says, well, everybody's doing it, so I got to do it. Everybody's doing it. So now, when this became clear, it's so simple and so straightforward that you understand for yourself that this does not benefit you in any way, this cannot harm you in any way, it's a lifeless thing, and you're still worshipping this, you're still calling unto it. So, how foolish this is. Now, it has become obvious by the question he asked them, and the answer they gave, they had no answer, so they, the only answer, well, we found everybody doing it. So, Ibrahim Islam now comes to the point, and he says to them, قَالَ أَفَرَأَيْتُمْ مَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْبُدُونَ أنتم وآباؤكم الأقدمون فإنهم عدو لي إلا رب العالمين. That you see these idols, these things that you are worshipping, what you and your forefathers have been worshipping, then let me make it very clear and very plain that فإنهم عدو لي. All these things, they are my enemies. I got no time for these things. This, I got no link to these idols whatsoever. My Rabb is Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. My Rabb, I worship Allah Ta'ala alone. And who is my Rabb? Alladhi khalaqani fahuwa yahdeen. My Rabb is that being who has created me. These idols can do nothing. My Rabb has created me. And He guides me. Walladhi huwa yut'imuni wa yasqeen. Ibrahim Islam is teaching Tawheed. And teaching them the attributes of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala alone is Razzaq. Alladhi huwa yut'imuni wa yasqeen. Allah Ta'ala is the being that feeds me, that gives me to drink. وَإِذَا مَرِضْتُ فَهُوَ يَشْفِينَ When I'm ill, He gives me cure. وَالَّذِي يُمِيتُنِي ثُمَّ يُحِينَ And He is the one who will give me death. He will take me, nobody else. And then the day will come when He will bring me back to life on the day of Qiyamah. And He will resurrect me. وَالَّذِي أَطْمَعُ أَيَّغْفِرَ لِي خَطِيئَةِ يَوْمَ الدِّينَ 
And I have hope that he will forgive me on the day of Qiyamah. Therefore, I worship him alone. And thereafter, Ibrahim Salaam, having mentioned all these attributes of Allah wa Ta'ala and the favors of Allah Ta'ala, he therefore then also makes dua, Rabbi habli hukmahu wa alhiqni bisaliheen. Ya Allah, grant me this wisdom and join me with the righteous. And waj'alli lisana sidqin fil akhirin, waj'alni min warathati jannatin na'im, waghfir li abi innahu kana min ad-dalleen. And thereafter the crux of the dua is, that Ya Allah make my progeny pious. Ya Allah make my progeny pious, that is the crux of the dua. That I become somebody who they will remember in good words, in good terms, because I left a good legacy for them. And make me among those who will enter Jannat, forgive my father, forgive my nation. They are those who are going astray. Wala tukhzini yawma yub'athoon, yawma la yanfa'u malu wala banoon, illa man atallaha biqalbin salim. Ya Allah, don't cause any disgrace to me on the day of resurrection. On that day when a person's wealth, when a person's offspring, his children will not have any benefit for him. Only that person who has brought a pure heart, that person will gain benefit on that day. Nobody else will have any benefit. Now the issue is that Ibrahim wasalam, had encountered this nation which was, was steeped in idol worship and Ibrahim wasalam, then advised them in this way and brought them out of this or made it this effort to bring them out of this idol worship so this might seem to be something distant away from us. We would perhaps say that this doesn't apply to us. This is what we might think. It doesn't apply to us. Where does it apply to us? Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's fazal and shukr of Allah Ta'ala that we don't bow down to any stone. We don't bow down to some tree. We don't worship any lifeless object. So this doesn't apply to us. But if this is the approach to the Quran Sharif, that these ayat don't apply to us, then a very big portion of the Qur'an Sharif, na'uzubillah, will say is not applicable to us. That we are not Yahud, we are not Nasara, we are not idol worshippers. So all the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that have been addressed to the Yahud, to the Nasara, to the idol worshippers and to others, don't apply to us. So it means that a very big portion of the Qur'an Sharif doesn't apply to us. Na'uzubillah, min dhalik. So every ayat of the Qur'an Sharif applies to us. But it applies to us in the sense that, number one, we have to take a lesson from this, that how these people made fools of themselves. They worshipped idols, they worshipped lifeless things. So don't make a fool of yourself by doing or worshipping things which are aside from Allah wa ta'ala. So now a person will say, but I worship Allah ta'ala alone. So indeed we worship Allah Ta'ala alone, but we sometimes treat certain things as if they are idols of ours. And Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Qur'an Sharif. Have you seen that person who made his desires his deity? That he falls headlong into the desires, whether it is something that is permissible or not, he's not interested. He desires something, he must do it. He must have it. He must go there. If I desire to go someplace, whether the commands of Allah are going to break, whether there's intermingling taking place, 
whether it is something, there's haram things happening there, I desire to be there, everybody is there, I got to be there. Some fair taking place, some bazaar is taking place, whatever it is, I got to be there. The December month will come and everything will be happening, the beaches will be filled, the malls will be filled and everything, all kinds of things will be happening, but I can't be out of it, I got to be in the middle of it all. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, have you seen that person who made his desires his deity? So now this too is a very foolish thing. Because Allah Ta'ala has full power over one. And Allah Ta'ala can take one to task at any moment. And a person forgets Allah Ta'ala, like these people forgot Allah Ta'ala, and they started worshipping idols. When Ibrahim Salam asked them, that this idol, does it do anything for you? They had no answer. So they said, well everybody is doing it. We found our forefathers doing it, so we did it. The same answer don't we give. Everybody is doing it. Everybody is on Facebook. Everyone is on Twitter. And everybody is on BBM. So whether I am going to get caught up in a whole lot of haram, whether I am going to be destroying my deen and dunya, everybody is doing it. So I got to do it too. So this is what the Quran Sharif is saying to us. And this is what the incident of Ibrahim is teaching us. Don't just fall headlong into something just because everybody else is doing it. Because it's a very foolish way. And forget others or somebody else saying it's foolish. We ourselves call it foolish. We too call it foolish. For example, I discussed this the last time just to maybe bring back the same example. That fashion, what a fool it makes of us. Now perhaps presently High heels is the rage. Everybody has to wear high heels. Now supposing there's some occasion. Now Eid is coming again. Or maybe there's some wedding. Or whatever. Now everybody will come walking tall. Everybody will be wanting to be one up. Few centimeters up now. Now in this moment when everybody is walking tall. Somebody says that, you know what, I'm going to wear one very flat shoe. So what will the others around him say? You look so stupid. Or something of that nature. Don't be a fool. Everybody's going to be wearing high heels and you're going to be looking. You'll be the look down upon you. Because you'll be flat. And they'll be high. So they'll look down upon you. So now what they'll say, don't be so stupid. Now give it six months. Give it six months. And six months time, this fashion will be gone. Six months time, this high heels will be out of fashion. Then he'll come back when, again, they want to make money out of everybody. After a few years, he'll come back. Six months, one year, would be too much. Now that fashion has gone. And then the fashion again will become to be wearing flat heels. Or flat shoes, without any heels. That fashion will come in. Now, somebody had bought that high heel, brand new it is. They bought it now, but for some reason didn't use it. Now, when the fashion has gone, they decide now that this next function is coming up. There's some wedding in the family. Or again, Eid has come. I'm going to wear my high heels. It's brand new. I didn't wear it one day. I'm going to wear my high heels. So, what they'll say? It looks so stupid. Now, six months ago, when the person wants to wear flat shoes, it looks so stupid. Now six months later, the person wants to wear the high heel, because six months ago, they must wear the high heel. 
You don't wear the high heel, it looks stupid. Now six months later, one year later, the person says, I'm going to wear the high heel, say it looks stupid. Now what is stupid now? What is the foolish thing? The foolish thing is to follow that fashion. That's the stupidity, because it keeps making you stupid. So what was stupid six months ago, now that is not stupid. And what is looking stupid now, then six months later, that will be okay. And the whole circle will turn around again. And they'll just keep making us walk and turn in circles. No direction. You see somebody, you know, he's just walking in circles. Sometimes people try to resolve some matter and they're breaking their heads and they're trying this and trying that. Then somebody finally says, you know what, we're just going around in circles here. What it means is we're heading nowhere. We're just going around in circles like a person walking in no direction in life. Just going around in circles. So that's what this fashion makes us do. Just makes us go in circles. And they just keep, you know, you say he's giving you a chakkar. Just putting you in a chakkar. So that is what this fashion is all about. Just puts a person in a chakkar. And we get caught up in the chakkar. And we say, well, if I don't do it, I'll look stupid. Now this is what Ibrahim Salam's incident is teaching us. That when he put it forward to these people, that هَلْ يَسْمَعُونَكُمْ إِسْتَدْعُونَ أَوْ يَنْفَعُونَكُمْ أَوْ يَضُرُّونَ Do these idols, do they do anything for you? And in our terms now, we will rephrase it for our purposes. Does this fashion really give you any benefit? Does this following of these desires and following of this fashion, does it make any difference to your life in terms of making you a better person? Does it increase anything in your bank balance? It doesn't do any good for your dunya. It doesn't do any good for your akhirat. Rather, it hurts both. It hurts the dunya also. That now for a thing that is less than quarter the price, because six months later when the fashion will go out, people won't want to pay quarter the price for it too. Because that is its worth. But now because it's in fashion, you'll pay five times the price. So it hurt the dunya also. And a person is, it's a kind of idol worship. It's a kind of idol worship. Not that the kind of idol that a person makes sajda to something, but it's a kind of idol worship where this is dictating one's direction, dictating one's life. I got to do this. Whether it's right or wrong, I got to do it. Everybody is doing it. Our forefathers were doing the same thing. The same statement to make. Everybody is going to be doing this. How can I look out of place? So everybody is doing something. I got to follow the trend. I got to also flow with the, uh, the, the current. So this is the lesson we are being given. That don't get caught up in all these things. The Quran Sharif is talking to me and you. Quran Sharif is talking to us. And all these things don't get caught up in it. But look at the way forward. Turn the attention to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is the being that is doing everything for us. Allah Ta'ala created us. And He guides us. So we turn to Him for guidance. We don't turn around to see what others are doing and take our guidance from others around. In terms of fashion, in terms of all the kinds of things that people want to do. No, no. What people want to do is not the direction. What Allah Ta'ala wants us to do. So if people are doing something that is against that, then we will not follow that. We will say this fashion for innahum aduulli illa rabbal alameen. This fashion is my enemy. I don't follow fashions. Fashion is my enemy. But this takes courage. Ibrahim Salam took the courage. He had to swim against the tide. He took the courage. And he faced the challenges. What was the courage he had to take? And what were the risks? Eventually the situation came where when 
he started swimming against the tide. What did they do? They took him and threw him into the fire. The fire that they made. Huge fire. Which is a clear cut sign of destruction now. That somebody is going to be thrown in here. That person is going to get destroyed. But Ibrahim wasalam, wasn't deterred. That didn't make him change his tone. Or change his tune as we would say. He still said the same thing. That I cannot for one moment also consider anything about these idols. These are my enemies. And you are following these idols, you are worshipping these idols, you are astray. So come what may, I will remain steadfast. So in Rai Mishraat remained steadfast. Then all the forces come, uh, came against him. And they threw him into this fire. But he was somebody who had his taluk with Allah Ta'ala. That marifat of Allah Ta'ala was there. He was focusing towards Allah Ta'ala alone. Alladhi khalaqani fahuwa yahadeen. Walladhi huwa yut'imuni wa yasqeen. Allah alone feeds me. My risk comes from Allah Ta'ala, not from anybody else. So I will not compromise my deen for some few cents here and there. My risk comes from Allah Ta'ala. Alladhi khalaqani fahuwa yahadeen. وَالَّذِي هُوَ يُطْعِمُنِي وَيَسْقِينَ وَإِذَا مَرِدْتُ فَهُوَ يَشْفِينَ I won't compromise my deen for somebody who says that you do this wrong, do that and you'll get cured from this ailment and that ailment. No, that too will be done, ilaj and treatment will be done within the limits of shariat and deen. I won't compromise my deen for that because Allah Ta'ala is the one who gives life and death. Life and death. وَالَّذِي يُمِيتُنِي ثُمَّ يُحِينَ Life and death is from Allah Ta'ala also. So Ibrahim Salaam's focus was on Allah Ta'ala. And he took the challenge. And he swept against the tide. What was the end result? What was apparently a source of destruction? Allah Ta'ala made it the best part of his life. When he was thrown in the fire, Allah Ta'ala's command came, Ulna ya narukuni ala Ibrahim, that oh fire, you become a source of peace and Tranquility for Ibrahim Coolness and tranquility. So, what was the end result? The end result was that he was dominant. He was victorious. That peace, the tranquility which everybody thought they had, Ibrahim had it. And they were in the fire. So likewise, these idols also create fires within us. The idol of fashion. The idol of all following what the norms of society are. It creates a fire within. There's a restlessness. That now, is everybody looking at me correctly? That my heels are the right height. They're not saying that I'm too low. And they're looking down upon me from a pedestal of high heels. This example just keeps coming to mind. So, I'm just repeating it. And just, it's just coming on the tongue to emphasize a general point, somebody might say that maybe there's some company that's going to come out with flat shoes and maybe I'm going to get some commission in it. So there's no such thing. The issue is that just to understand what is the lesson. That the lesson is that these following of one's desires, following of fashion, this creates a problem within and that problem can only be removed, that coolness can only come, that tranquility can only come, if we turn to Allah Ta'ala alone. Ibrahim Salaam turned to Allah Ta'ala alone. So as a result, that fire became cool for him.
We cannot cool this fire within us by diving even deeper into fashion, even deeper into what people are going to say and how people are going to judge us and how people are going to look at us. We worry about how Allah Ta'ala is going to judge us, how Allah Ta'ala is going to look at us. And when we become subservient to Allah Ta'ala, then all these things will, then now we will be freed from the slavery. When we turn to Allah Ta'ala, the slavery which is a, which is, which shackles us, and it makes us true slaves in this modern age, we'll become freed from the slavery. We become the slaves of one Allah Ta'ala alone. And this will free us from these millions of slaveries of this dunya. Then we'll get that tranquility, then we'll get that peace of mind, then we'll get that sukoon that we are aspiring for. So the issue is to turn to Allah Ta'ala. And when a person turns to Allah Ta'ala, then this izzat and honor will come. True honor is on the day of Qiyamat. Therefore Ibrahim also makes dua. وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ Ya Allah, save me from the disgrace of that day. Whereas he's a Nabi of Allah, he's masoom, he's sinless. And yet he's saying, Ya Allah, save me from the disgrace of that day. That despite being masoom, the Anbiya because of their closeness to Allah, they still regard themselves as nothing. And the fear of Allah is dominant upon them. So though they have been given the certificate, they still keep making dua. How much more dua we should be making of this nature? This is a dua we should be making. Anbiya Ali Muslim is teaching us to make this dua. We make a lot of duas for the dunya. If it is permissible things that we are asking for by all means. But let us not forget the akhirat. Let us not forget about dua for the success of the day of qiyamah. Ibrahim Islam is teaching us this. وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُبْعَثُونَ يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ On that day when a person's wealth and his children will be of no avail to him, no benefit to him. All the things that a person amassed in the world will be left in the world. They're not going to come along in the akhirat. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُوا وَلَا بَنُونَ The only thing that will help is إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That person who came with a pure heart, heart which had only Allah Ta'ala. There wasn't any slaveries in there. The slavery to fashion, the slavery to the norms of society. Everybody is doing something, so I got to do the same thing. Everybody is on the BBM, so I got to be on the BBM too. Rightly or wrongly, I got to carry on. This technology, if it is used correctly, then it is a ni'mad. But unfortunately, the abuse is far more than the use. On a general note, the abuse is far more than the use. So then that becomes a musibat. Major musibat. Bahad bari musibat. The BBM. And together with it all the other things. So we have to make sure our heart is pure. We will use the ni'mat that Allah has given us in a halal way. And the halal ni'mat, we will use it in a halal way. And we will make shukar to that, to Allah for that. But, the heart must be pure. The heart must be clean from all the attachments of the dunya. The heart must be with Allah Ta'ala alone. We use the ni'mads, make shukar, but don't give the heart to it. Don't give the heart to any of it. Heart, heart is for the maker of the heart. Heart is for Allah Ta'ala. And therefore, this heart must be purified. And sometimes, we will have to swim against the tide to keep this heart pure. 
Ibrahim Islam swam against the tide. The whole norm. Everybody is saying our forefathers did this. Everybody is doing it. We got to do it too. But they are people of courage. We have to become people of courage. They swim against the tide. If the tide is going in the wrong direction, they don't flow with the tide. They don't flow with the currents of fashion and all these various idols. There's the idol of ego within us. person feels something within I am somebody and I should be treated in a certain way. There's the idol of love of the world, love of the dunya, that whether it's halal or haram, I must have it. I must amass it. In the right way or the wrong way, I must get it. Now that becomes an idol. Sport becomes people's idols. They wake up, want to hear the score. What is going on? They sleep, they want to know what's the score. And half their conversations will revolve around the sport. And what this person did and what that person did. And in their namaz also, they probably are still in the same chakkar as we say. Person must be falling asleep with the same thing in his mind. Now that becomes an idol. That has become an idol. But now that dominates. Oh, it becomes an obstacle in deen. It doesn't make a person concerned about now whether I'm performing my salah or not. Whether I'm going to be sitting in a place where it's complete intermingling and somebody is drinking and all the kind of things are happening there, but now I got to go and watch it. I got to be in that crowd. Come what may, everybody's drinking around this doesn't bother me because I got to be there. Now that is something which has become an idol. So the love of fame, the love of name, the love of wealth, the love of sport, the love of fashion, the love of all the wrong things that carry on, or the wrong use of things that happen, all these things become idols. And this is the lesson Ibrahim Islam is teaching us. Don't allow these idols to dictate your life. Remove these idols from the life. And focus towards Allah Ta'ala alone. And when a person will focus to Allah Ta'ala alone, then this will become the means to progress. And Allah Ta'ala will open the doors. Allah Ta'ala will cool the fires. Allah Ta'ala will remove the difficulties. And Allah Ta'ala will make that person succeed. And others will observe the success of that person. So this is the challenge, this is the message of the time, that we purify our hearts. We submit to Allah Ta'ala. And we don't submit to our nafs. We don't submit to shaitan. There will be challenges. The dunya is a dunya. There will be challenges of all kinds. Sometimes challenges in the form of the desires of nafs and shaitan. Sometimes people around us are taking us in different directions. Sometimes it is something that we desire and our parents desire something else. Both is permissible. Both is permissible. What the parents want us to do is permissible. What we want to do is also permissible. Now that's a challenge in life. That is a challenge. Now what do we submit to? We submit in this situation to the command of Allah Ta'ala. And His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We don't submit to what we want or they want. We submit to what Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam want. And what do they want from us? That obey one's parents in permissible things. That if the parents are asking something permissible, then we obey it. Yes, it takes a challenge. It's a tug of war from within. Sometimes it's some other things. The life is full of challenges. This is part of the 
challenge of life that we recognize that it's a challenge. We understand it's a challenge, it's a test. And we have to pass this test. Ibrahim was put through tests. When his Rabb tested him with various things and he passed it with flying colors. We are also tested all the time. So when we are passing these Mubarak days, this is the message, this is the lesson. That Ibrahim Salaam was tested. He was tested with things we can't imagine. We cannot compare the test that we come through in any, to any measure with the test that Ibrahim Salaam was tested with. We cannot even come anywhere close to that level of test. But yet he passed with flying colors. Are we passing our tests? All these things are tests. Are we passing our tests? So this is the lesson of submission that we have to bring into our lives and that we don't get caught up in all the idols. There are various idols around us. We don't get caught up in these idols. We make it clear to the idols. All these idols are all enemies. Allah Ta'ala is our object. Allah Ta'ala is our direction. We are focused towards our Rabb. And therefore we will do what Allah and His Rasulullah have commanded. We will stick to the sunnah of Nabi Wasallam, And that is where our honor is. That is where our respect is. And that is what will take us forward in life. So, this is the thing that we have to keep reminding ourselves of. The day of Qurbani will come. Many of us may be performing Qurbani ourselves. Or we will be part of a family where Qurbani is being performed somewhere or the other. So we should reflect that what is this Qurbani all about? What is the sacrifice? What am, am I ready to sacrifice? Am I ready to sacrifice my ego? My haram desires? The things that are distracting me from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala? Am I going to become entrapped in all the idols around me? No. This is a lesson that is being given to us. That don't become entrapped in it. Turn to Allah Ta'ala alone and Allah Ta'ala will make us pass with flying colors and raise us with the pious on the day of Qiyamah and save us from the disgrace of that day, that dua that Ibrahim made, وَلَا تُخْزِنِي يَوْمَ يُعَثُونَ Ya Allah, don't cause any disgrace to come to me the day when people will be resurrected. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the true understanding of deen, keep us steadfast on deen, save us from all the idols of the time and Allah Ta'ala make us His true and sincere servants who will be raised on the day of Qiyamah with that pure heart. وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه جمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين